<clears throat> and dude, we we are live. What is up, everybody? How you guys doing today on this Sunday afternoon? And and what an honor it is again to have my man Eli Black back on the podcast. Uh, the last time we, we had a chat was earlier last year after the Loudon uh, Classic. So, um, yeah, man. And and as you guys already know, uh, Eli actually co-hosts with me some, which which is an honor. It's it's always an honor to, to have him on. So, uh, big things in, in 2024. So, so, you guys keep a lookout. And, yeah, dude, Eli, what is up, bro? Just living the dream. How about you, man? Yeah, brother, man, same here. Just living the dream. My um, my son actually, uh, for once, stayed the night over at one of his buddies' house. So, um, me and my wife watched a movie last night and just hung out because we don't ever get no uh, just me or her time. So it was it was nice. Um, so yeah, got up this morning. Looking forward to this podcast and having you back on and and having this chat, bro. And uh, as people know, I actually met Eli in Jersey this year. That's where I met pretty much everybody and man what an honor it was to finally meet everybody right uh dude you eli dude everybody uh jackson blackman i mean dude the the, the list goes on and your dad bro was magical dude i love your dad he's so fucking awesome bro he's he's a character for sure that's why Uh, everyone loves him can't cannot yeah i mean as soon as i met him immediately we just instantly hit it off and I, I loved it dude it was it was good stuff good stuff but eli man so let's get into it brother man you're down in florida uh having a blast coaching right w- w- with Cliss gladden but uh we'll uh we'll touch on that here in a minute let's pick it back up after the loud and classic uh what happened after that um just uh really was the loud and classic was a high point of the year for sure um Kind of was my first ever 600 uh, race with uh, some pros and, you know, showed up. A whole bunch of big dogs showed up and, uh, you know, I I wanted to protect our home turf and I tried my hardest and, you know, I was able to get top five and, you know, it was an awesome race. Well, weather was a little, eh, but it's all good. I love myself some rain. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's after that, I uh, really was just focusing uh, on – I had two Moto America rounds planned. I was going to do the um, uh, Pittsburgh and New Jersey rounds. So um, I was able to go out, do that, finish the season of uh, the Nemer series that I raced, my uh, local series. And um, yeah, I was just racing as many weekends as possible. I think last year I was able to get in over 30 weekends of racing uh, between woods racing, road racing doing anything humanly possible just to stay on a bike yeah man and uh bro jersey was phenomenal for you right Uh, i was glad i I was there to see it in purpose for for those that were there man what a show it was uh raining obviously eli already said he loves the rain and he proved it in jersey it was a great weekend man so let's recap on jersey man yeah um jersey was It was good. I went there two weeks before to test uh, at the CCS round. So we got an idea of like, we got really, me and my dad, you know, we, over the last few years, we've been dialing in on, you know, me learning uh, setups and learning how to like change suspension myself. So it makes our job a lot easier because, you know, my dad's jack of all trades. He's, 
I don't use the word master mechanic that often, and I, I use it very rarely. And it could be a little biased, but my dad is a master mechanic. There's there's not many people better than him. You know, there's parts where, you know, like, obviously everyone's going to have their flaws. Everyone's going to have their moments. But it's like my dad doesn't really have many of them. You know, maybe like the quick strength, stress wrenching sometimes. He used to be a little bit jittery with it, but now he's getting better with it. Uh, after his incident, it took him a little bit to get back to where he was, but my dad's just one of the, just one of the best out there. And, um, so it, it makes my job easier knowing that every single time I'm going out on track, my bike's going to be dialed. And if it's not dialed, I have someone I can go re re relay info to. That's my dad. And dude, just have the thing just get perfect. So me and him went to Jersey two weeks before. Uh, I raced my 400 there. We got a good suspension. And on top of that, we also raced, uh, I raced my R6 for the first time out of Jersey. So I was able to hop out there. Um, pretty competitive. You know, I didn't really get much time on the bike there. I only did like three practice sessions and one race just because I wanted to focus on the 400 because that was obviously my main focus for Motor America. But um yeah, I, I was pretty competitive. I wasn't too far off Joe LaMondry, uh, who that's his home track, and he rides 600 all the time, and Joe rips. So I, was, I wasn't I was too far off him, and during the race, it kind of sucked because I lost my knee slider first lap, um, my right knee slider, and that track has a lot of rights. And uh, I wasn't going to blow a suit just trying to race a 600 as club race. Like, I wasn't going to take that risk. So... I definitely was fading off a little bit time-wise. I wasn't where I wanted to be, but you know, I still, still got some seat time there. I, um, yeah. Uh, okay. Nice. Uh, we didn't catch hardly anything you said because you, you were breaking up pretty bad there. And uh, it was nice. Just sorry, I'm in the Florida. The Florida service is not not treating me well right now. No, but, it's just not. Um, yeah. So we have Levy. No, it's not Levy, Yandel, Matt Chapin, a whole bunch of Motor American kids wrote Jersey. Um, there just so it was nice to kind of see where we were at. Uh, we were running some good times, and yeah, I, ha I had a whole bunch of confidence coming into Jersey. So I went in there. First practice was a little weird. We um, we miscounted our front sprocket, so I was running a full tooth shorter on the front. So I was hitting rev limiter at the uh, in sixth gear at the finish line. So um, that was just not fully ideal, but I was able to still probably I, I forgot I was probably like top six, top seven. With uh with that problem, and uh, yeah, just uh got into qualifying, ran a good time. That was my it was on my birthday, so qualifying I finished fifth. Um, and I think I was only like five tenths off the front, and uh, I knew the rain was coming, and I just I had it I had a feeling you know I, I came into that weekend, um and a whole bunch of people are asking me like what's wrong like what's wrong with me you know why. Why am I acting this way? And I was just, I, it wasn't like I was in a terrible mood. I was just, I was there for one job. You know, I got a chance to come back this year. 
can race Road America. And, you know, I took a year off. I, you know, I had a chance to come back. And it was not a do or die, but it was, for me, I, I treat it like it was. Because um, I know I'm getting older. I'm not crazy old, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm old. But I'm getting older for the sport. Opportunities are, are far and far and few. So I, I knew if I wanted to really make my dream come into reality, I really needed to start grinding down and really, you know, going fast because what I've done in the last few years was okay, but it wasn't where I wanted to be. So, yeah, I, I came in and I was just there and I, I, I was there to win. I didn't, there was no doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to either be on the podium and get my first podium or I was going to be, uh, I was going to be able to top step. So yeah, I came in and then we had rain first qualify uh, in the second qualifier on Saturday morning. Um, just, I, I know I, I've never been to Jersey in the rain. I've seen them race in the rain. I knew, I know it's pretty slick there. So I had that in the back of my head, but the Moto America rules, it says that we, for a rain rain session, if it's declared a wet session, we don't need tire stickers because we all, we get allocated eight tire stickers for the weekend. So I didn't put them on for qualifying and they stopped me at the, at the pit out and said, you need tire stickers. So I guess in the rule book, it says for a rain race, if it's declared, you don't need them. So that was a little confusing. I had to run back to my pit, find a stand, clean off my tire with some type of rag, brake cleaner, something so the tire sticker would stick on. And um, yeah, it's uh, was able to go back out there. I lost probably about 10, 15 minutes doing that and um, went back out on track. I saw, I, I know, so the Dunlops, if people don't know, the Dunlop rays are great but they have a break-in period. So you have to scrub them in for probably about two or three laps. So you can, they're a little bit slippery for the first two, three laps until you scrub them in. And I did that and by my second lap, it was my first full lap. I look up my pit board the next lap and my dad has the pit board. It says P3 minus two. I'm like, oh, I'm just scrubbing in my tires. I'm not even like riding hard. Next lap. I put in another lap, P1 plus one. I was like, there's no way. I went out for one more lap. I was like, all right, I'll do this. I'll do one more. I'll do an actual like lap where I'm riding pretty good. Put it out again, P1 plus three. And I was three seconds clear of the whole field. And, you know, I pulled off right there and then put my bike in the stand and said, I'm good. That's, you know, I, I knew it before the session. And I was just so happy to finally get like done for that qual that qualifying. Obviously, it doesn't make a difference for the grid because we had faster times on Friday in the dry. But you know that's that's just a confidence boost right there. It shows you know, I I don't know. Some people know I'm I like the rain, but you know that showed everyone like you know I'm I, I don't mess around when it comes to rain. And you know that's the only thing that did suck about that weekend. You know I did win both races, which was awesome. <laughs> But uh oh, hold up, I'm gone. Now my back.
I knew I had the case to win in the drive on Sunday. Ooh, pull up. Am I back? Am I back? Uh, you, yeah, you broke up there for, for for a minute. What up, Cook? How you doing, buddy? Kelly Thompson, what is up? Wait, no, you you you, you actually broke up. Yeah, no, I knew that. Uh, I could see it on my camera. It was, it was yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I wanted. I wish it was dry for at least one of the races, just to show because I knew I had the pace to win in the drive, or at least be competitive for the podium. And, and I just kind of like, you know, I take. I'm very hard on myself mentally. I've always been, um, I've not struggled with it, but I've always been like that. And um, I really wish I had a drive, you know, win because, you know, sure, rain is a great equalizer, but I don't want to be like, it's cool to be known as the rain guy, but I want to also be known as the guy that can win the drive. You know, it, it's cool and all that. I can go out and ride in tough conditions, but. It doesn't matter, you know, not every single race is going to be a rain race. That's like, yeah. sure, when it does rain, I know I can do it. But it's like, what if it doesn't rain? Like, you know, I'm not going to have rain every single race. And if I did, sure, that would be great. But that's not how life works, you know. So I kind of want to be known as a guy that can do both. You know, it's, I've always been a, um, when I do Moto America, I've been, I try to be as competitive as possible. I've always tried, you know, for the last few years I've done, it, I've, I've been a top 10 guy, but top 10 is never good enough. You know, I'm never happy with a top 10. You know, at first, you know, I would, my first ever top 10, that was cool. Great. I want a top five now. Top, first ever top five. Cool. It's great. I want a podium. And, you know, it was just like, after that first win on Saturday, it's, kind of sucked because I didn't really get to win the way I wanted. I didn't get to see the checker. So between that and just, you know, that pissed me off enough where I was like, dude, I didn't get to see the checkered. I didn't know until I, they pulled me in a park for me that I won. Yeah. Like, come on. Like I want to see the checker. So that pissed me off enough where I was like, no matter what, I don't care. I'm doing the double. It was confusion that day. Yeah. Yeah. It so, was. You no, know, but uh, you know, I kind of beat myself up on that. But Gus uh, Rodeo, my friend Gus, he's uh, he was like, "Dude, stop beating yourself up, bro. You literally just set a, a Moto America um, record." I was like, "What? Is, what do you mean? I set a record?" He's he was like, "Dude, that's the biggest gap in Moto America history." And I was like, "That's not. That can't be it. I, I we haven't fact checked it, so don't take that hundred percent." But I don't remember any races where the gaps were that big. Yeah, I don't either. But um, obviously, you know, it would have been that big if Avery and Levy didn't crash because they were they were keeping up. They had some good. They found some good pace. But um, you know, I take I take it. You know, it does suck that they crashed because people will always come around and say, "Oh, well, you know, they just crashed." You know, yada yada. Like, dude, I take it as a compliment. They crashed. They couldn't hang on. Yeah. You know, I, I, Avery and Levy are both amazing riders, but, you know, obviously Avery's crash is a little weird. That last corner sucked. Yeah. Um, so his crash is a little weird, sucks. But, you know, I take it as a compliment. You know, that means, you know, they were they were pushing that hard to keep up with me, and, you know, that was just my cruise control pace. That was that was awesome. I, I felt really good. It was, um, 
And that's what, you know, a lot of these guys, especially in the junior cup, because a lot of these kids don't have a whole bunch of rain experience. Um, being from North the Northeast, we have a whole bunch of rain. And um, I would always go out and ride in the rain, coach in the rain, do whatever I want, do whatever, whatever I could just to get out in the rain. Cause it's fun. It's different. It's, it throws it up. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it because, you know, Oh, I can't run my fast times. I can't run PBs. Yada, yada. Like, dude, doesn't matter you're learning no matter what you're out there in the rain doesn't matter if you're not going to go fast if you don't ride then you're not going to be doing good in the rain when it, your race happens in it so yeah it's uh jersey was awesome um definitely definitely got my fire back because after pittsburgh i was not losing hope i just i've never done good at pittsburgh i've never done good at pittsburgh I just, I don't know what it is. I just can't get my head wrapped around that place. So after Pittsburgh, I was like, dude, I, I got to do this. Like, you know, I, we, me and Barkon, uh, Team ECB and Barkon came together for this year. And Colin gave me, Colin and my dad gave me a shot to come back and help me. And dude, I'm just not making a fool out of it, but it's like, this isn't, this isn't what I was here for. You know, I want to, I want to, prove to people that I can do something. Yeah. <clears throat> and you did for yeah. sure. Uh Saturday you, you yeah, you you mopped the floor, right? And then Sunday um nothing changed. <laughs> I mean, bike set up nothing. You just uh, went out there and Sure, I didn't even That's another thing. These guys are out here I, I I guess just from having all that rain experience, I guess I know it's just like these guys are out here and you know, as I said before, you're putting on like these tires, um, they take two, three laps to scrub in. And I got, I look out on the grid and, um, uh, for Sunday's race and there's a whole bunch of people with brand new tires on them. Like, dude, I don't, I know, like, it, it's not what you do. You know, I, I ran the same set of rain tires in Q2, race one, warm up, and race two. I ran the same set of tires the whole entire day or the whole wow. entire weekend. Wow. So, yeah, it's, you know, if you treat them right, they can last a long time. I know people that run rain tires for four years, especially the dumbass. You know, you can run them for four years. That's crazy. You know, it's just, you got to treat them right. It's like, you know, if you overheat them, then you're done. It's done. You know, you can't, you're never going to get that time. You're never going to get that. Uh, life back in that tire once you overheat them. That's but, a fact. Um, well, I kind of, uh, you know, I used my rain experience and, you know, obviously after the race, we did the burnouts and destroyed that tire, but <laughs> it would have been kind of cool to see what that tire looked like after riding it for four sessions. Yeah. No, you're right. And then, uh, so Michael Hating says, a uh, very good attitude. Keep it up. Absolutely. Absolutely, right, Michael. Right. E Eli. Uh, I, I was gonna say Eli is the man, and and I met him in person, and it was just uh, nothing but positive vibes. Everybody in the paddock, but yes, yeah, speaking on it, bro. Like uh, you know, uh, in order to race in the rain, obviously you got to have a softer setup, right? Um, that's where also you get your feel from. But knowing that you can go in there race the same tires the whole weekend and just murder it <laughs> like you did was uh it was it was magical to be there especially in person 
person to see you up there on the podium, your dad, bro, all the emotions. It was, uh, I love it. Nothing's like it, man. It's not to see a father and son in there on the podium, you know, all the emotions coming out. Uh, it, it was fucking proper mega Eli. It really was. Uh, you know, that's, that's the thing. I don't chase, <clears throat> I, I, I chase, it's hard to say. It's it's. I'm trying to explain it, but I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't chase like results. Sure, I want to do good, but like I chase. I don't chase the result itself. I chase what comes with it. You know, like that win. When I look back at that, I, I don't think about the race. I think about what happened right after. You know, me me and my dad are very emotional, and you know, a lot of guys are always taught not to be emotional. You don't have feelings, yada yada. Like me and my dad. We're softies. It's okay. Me too. But it's like the moment, like I've had people come up to me like, dude, if I do something amazing that I've worked hard for, I'll fucking cry. Yeah. I'll cry. Absolutely. It's, it's, you work so hard for something that, you know, like if it came easy to you, then it wouldn't mean anything. It's just, you work so hard for a feeling, uh, for something, and the feelings just, I express them, you know? People come up to me and ask me, like, what's wrong with you? Why are you crying? Why are you mad? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm like, these are happy tears. Like, that's not a thing. Like, yes, it is, dude. Like, dude, crying is like, I, whatever, you can call me a bitch for saying it. I love I love happy tears, dude. Yeah, crying me after too. doing something amazing is sick. It, it is, is the best feeling ever. It and is. I chase it. That's that's. I think I wish that, dude. I wish I could recreate <clears throat> moments like that all the time. But that's what makes them so special. Right. You know, me and my dad just did right after that race. That's that's what I work hard for every single day. When I'm riding and I'm down in Florida for a month right now, training and working every single day, riding, putting hours on the bike, even though I don't want to, all the time. I'm not. I'm chasing that moment between me and my dad. Because, you know, between everything that he's done for me over the last however many years and how he's raised me, that's 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 all I want. It's not to repay him. He doesn't care how I do. Obviously, it's cool and all if I can right. do good. But I to share that moment, even though I don't have a kid, I, I feel like sharing that moment with your kid that you've put so much time and effort and money into is just a magical moment. It's, it's just something that I always, that obviously I know he enjoys and I enjoy. So it's like, I don't know. It just gets me, I, I get goosebumps thinking about it all the yeah. time. I, I watch, I watch back those races all the time just to see that moment. Yeah. It's it. Listen, I felt it. I was there. I seen it and you're right there. there there's nothing like, uh, you know, I have a son, Rossi, everybody met him and man. Yeah. The moments that, that we share and, and, and we have that that moment together. It's the greatest feeling in the world. I, I mean, even yeah. winning the lottery, whatever it is, it, nothing will ever re- replicate that or, or replace it. And um, you're right. When those moments happen, you got to cherish them because obviously they don't happen all the time. Um, yeah. And, and then, dude, Sunday too, same thing, same emotions, man. I, I honestly think that uh, I saw, I don't want to say more raw motion, but it was a uh, – a greater feeling Sunday because you, you did back to back. Right. And it was just like, I, cause I, I was watching your dad when you pulled in, it was instant, just boom, the floodgates open. And it was just 
bro, the energy was magical. I was like, holy shit. This is this is what it's about. This is what our sport is about right here. It's um I it's uh it's really it's it's I can't even it, it's hard for me to talk about all the time because not a lot of people talk about it. No yeah. no one talks about emotions. Everyone that talks about it, it's either to a therapist or someone else. Like, dude, I it it's just amazing. I after seeing check like that's that's what I worked for, that checkered flag. As I told so talked about earlier, I saw that checkered flag and that was just Dude, I was out of that last corner. I was screaming in my helmet all the way down the line. I bet. Jazzed up because I saw it. I didn't see it the day before. I was just confused and hoping that they didn't make me restart that whole entire race again or at least finish out the race. Right. So, you know, it's that's where that emotion comes out. And it's, um, it's between that, seeing my dad. You know, obviously, I wish that um, the guy who was like my second father, Scott Brody, was still around for that. Yeah. You know, he was always the one saying, no, dude, just don't give up. You have it in you. You have it in you. Like, you cannot give up on this. Yeah. Like, you know, he, I see that you have the potential. You just have to find, you have to find your moment. And I just wish I could, he could have been there to see my moment. Because uh, yeah. I know he's looking down from above, but. It's not the same. It's not. You're right. It's it's never the same. But uh, yeah, bro, I feel you on that. It's uh, Scott was an amazing human being. Um, never actually had the chance to to meet him in person, but we were friends on Facebook and all the you know love and support that everybody did. You already knew he was a special human being. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, man. Yeah. So when dude, you have people, when you have... go ahead. I was saying, when you have people flying, when you have people flying around the whole entire country that is not your family, not your bloodline, to your funeral, you know you did something. Yeah, absolutely. When you have, when you have a full block filled with people there for you, that's that's that shows your character. It doesn't matter, you know. That's that's the worst part, you know. Not the worst part, but it, it, that's that's the real part. No, you don't know how you what you mean to people until you can't tell anymore. Yeah. That's and, a, yeah, and, you're right. I think so, it's you know, it. Yeah, I tried. Go, go, go ahead. ahead. I was saying it's just that's why my dad's always taught me. It's just like, dude, ever since I was a little kid, why do you like you know, we would go over see just in the winter, you know, it's snowing. People you're out there, we stop at someone's house on the road. Go shovel the driver real quick. Why? Because you can. So you don't know who that, like, I don't know who that is. doesn't matter. They could be your age. They could be older than you. They could be older than me. They could be in a wheelchair. It doesn't matter. Why can't, why do we help? Because we can. Yeah. And you got to create those relationships. And luckily I have a part of my dad in me where I, I love having conversation. I love, I love being a people person. Yeah. So it's just be, having those connections is what keeps me going every day. Yeah, you're right. The, the connections out 
obviously you, you met me too right so i'm the same way man i love helping people yeah. I, I uh it's uh it's very satisfying you know and you're right dude that's mental health is something that's not very talked about very much right and you're right it is okay to cry because hey i'm a cry i'm a softy and, and uh <clears throat> i was always a softy but i was never really a big crier until my first dog passed away and after she passed away man it was like i'd be watching a movie i never cried before and all of a sudden i'm back here bawling like a baby right yeah and especially since my my son was born and, and coming to this world I, I turned into uh yeah I cry during disney movies sometimes and i'm like well what am i doing right but it's it's listen it's okay to cry it's okay to show your emotion it's okay to talk about it people need to talk about it i'd rather i'd rather you call me at four o'clock in the morning and have a conversation than um yeah go to your funeral right so yeah exactly. mental mental health is very important it's, um, you know and, and it's hard i i don't cry about many things don't get me wrong I don't cry. Uh, like, I don't watch movies and I cry. It's like, and don't get me wrong. It's obviously if there's something really sad and it just touches me, then yeah, sure, I'll do it. I'll cry. But like, it's like, I don't cry for many things. I was always that way growing, um, you know, starting to come into my teen, uh, being a teenager. And, you know, like, I vividly just remember crying at things that I've worked hard for. It's just like, that's, that's usually what I cry the most about. And other than that, like, you know, obviously I've been taught that, you know, for loss, you know, it's just, it's just part of life. You know, you, yeah. you know, you, you celebrate it. You don't, you don't cry about it. There's yeah. only one loss I've really ever cried about. And that was Scott. And that yeah. was, I think the whole, I think a lot of people did. And that's just, mental health is all about that, you know, and people, that's the thing. People are stuck up in assholes because they just have everything built up inside of them. They let it go one day. They would be a completely different person. I agree. 100% agree, man. I really do. It's, uh, yeah. And, you know, I, uh, when I do cry mostly on, on movies, it's, it's, it's happy tears, right? Like, uh, a popping sure. son did something or, you know, something at the end comes good. It's, it's always, it's always good. But, but, but you're right, man. I, I, uh, I've had these conversations with some writers off camera too about mental health and, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a big part of our sport and I wish more people would open up about it. And you're right, dude, if you just get it off your chest, like you will find out 10 times out of 10 that, that what's depressing you, uh, everybody around you's went through the same thing. Right. Sure. I used to work with a mental coach. I used to work with a mental coach all the time. And, um, you know, I thought I was a mentally, uh, mentally strong rider and I was wrong. Yeah. And, um, you know, don't get me wrong. Like Dr. Jake have has, you know, I don't, we don't work one-on-one uh, -on -one as much anymore just because, you know, he's busy, I'm busy. And um, it's not that I don't need it. It's the fact where it's just like, we're crazy busy. And, you know, I still, you know, I, I see from what I've learned, I see points where, yeah, sure. I, I, can, I can correct myself now. I can see it, it's just even saying things it's the way you word things that's meant yeah. that's just mental energy right there that's your mental strength is all about what you say it's not how you act it's what you say yeah. you can act some one way and say this words trying to kind of cover it up it doesn't matter i can see straight through that yeah it's, me too um, it's it's crazy how our brain works and how we can 
kind of translate that into anything in the world. Well, that you feel the energy, right? Like you already know, like why, why, why are you bullshitting? You know, it's, it's in, I have a very good mate, Daniel Parker. He's a rider mindset coach too, Eli. Uh, I've, we've, we've chatted actually went out there to, in the UK, we hung out, uh, stayed the night with him a couple of nights and he actually works with Finn Whedon that just won the, our equivalent of to the junior, uh, super sport, uh, super stock, super sport, sorry, junior cup title out there in BSB. And, um, <clears throat> I've had some conversations with him too, about like, cause I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Like having, having somebody there in your corner to where you can talk about anything and they, they have a totally different. A different view and perspective right and in the way that a rider thinks so the way he approaches his riders uh the way he mentally prepares them was very fascinating for me um for sure. it, yeah it's uh it, and it helps him out a lot because i've talked to the riders too that that he's actually worked with and they're like yeah absolutely you know it's 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 sometimes that I see, you know, obviously I, I got a lot of rider friends and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to get stuck in a rut. It's easy to get stuck in the rut on what you're doing wrong and just focus on that. Instead of that, focus on uh, where you're good at, right. And, and instead of the areas you, you're, you're not good at, but having a rider coach with you sure. mentally talking to you, uh, it's, it makes a world of a difference. Um, it's almost like, uh, when the switch comes on, you see the self-belief in yourself, oh, for right? Sure. And then it makes a difference. It's kind of like that old movie with, uh, Sylvester Stallone over the top, the arm wrestling when he turns his hat backwards, right? That's when it's on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, dude. So listen, 2023 is over. We're mm -hmm. going into 2024. What's the plans, Eli? Busy, busy, busy. Um, I'm doing the Daytona 200. I'm going to be racing a Mike Jones Triumph in the Daytona 200. Nice. Uh, I will be racing the Loudon Classic again on my R6. And we're going to be finalizing our plans. It should, the press release should be coming out any day now of what we're doing for next year. Right. And um, I can—I mean, I am—I will be racing Junior Cup again. So okay. for all the people that look at me and see a beard, yes, I am racing Junior Cup again. So <laughs> I'm gonna be the old guy again. So um, that's all right. Yeah, it's a busy year. I'm gonna do a full season of Arma. I'm gonna do a full season of Arma, the Vintage uh, Festival or the Vintage Series. Uh, me and uh, Chris Constantino. Uh, I rode, I got a call right after Jersey saying, Hey, what are you doing next week? Uh, Bob Robbins called me and you know, I didn't really have any plans. He's like, all right, cool. Go on Southwest book a flight to uh, Alabama and you're racing the vintage festival on this, uh, prototype bike. And, uh, it's a hand built prototype bike that Chris has been working on for 25 years. And wow, it's a sick bike. I we bet. had a problem when we were down there, sadly, but it is a sick bike. And um, yeah, so I'll be doing a full season of that uh, with him. I'll be doing some Wera endurance races with uh, Matthew Chapin. Me and him will be uh, teaming up to do the uh, endurance races. And yeah, so it's going to be a busy season. I'm going to try doing as much uh, Nemer, the Loudon series, as much as possible. 
And yeah, it's just going to be a super busy year. It's going to be proper mega. And listen, my man, Jake Marsh, dude, what is up, Jake? I can't wait to uh, have our chat again, but he says he is always driving. <laughs> He's talking about you, Eli. <laughs> Past couple yeah. times you've been driving in the car. Yeah, you're right. Um, so listen, dude, so I'm, I'm drive. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to make Daytona. Obviously, I'll definitely see you. Uh, will you be in Road Atlanta this year for the Junior Cup, right? I don't know. I've never done a full season before. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um. And then, of course, you you will be doing Jersey again, I assume. So. Uh, of course. I, of course. Yeah. Uh, right. So You'll yeah. I, I'm maybe in a Jersey no matter what. Yeah, and I'm definitely looking forward to hanging out again. Um, in, in Jersey. It, this year for sure. So listen, man, what a year. I, I know we can't really talk too much about uh, 100% of your plans, but uh, you already gave a little bit of it away. But let's switch to your Florida trip right now, right? You're down there uh, with Pro Tampa Rider, Chris Gladden, uh, working with also people from the SFL Mini uh, GP, my man Michael Carrera, Juju. Uh, so how's that going, man? How did all that uh, come about, Eli? So, I go to college full-time. I'm a full-time student in college, so I don't really have a full-time job. So, during the winter and during the summer, I usually work for Motor Race Distributing, which is a Michelin Midas uh, tire uh, distributor. And, um, yeah, so I work with them. And this year, I called Stowe, because Stowe is my tire guy, and he's, uh, he's been great grateful enough to give me a job, give me extra money on top of the deal, whatever he's given me in my whole entire career, which is way too much. But, you know, he's, he's just always supported me, me and my dad over both of our careers. And, you know, side note on that real quick, I was just happy enough to, you know, I won Michelin, it's first ever Dash for Cash championship at Loudon, um, or at least first one in many, many years. Right. And um, bring home, put Michelin in the top five in the country for the Latin Classic. So, you know, a lot of people don't run Michelins. It's it's rough to see because, you know, everyone's got their little Pirelli Dunlop fanboy club. And don't get me wrong, they're not bad tires. I, I've ran both tires and I love them, uh, the Pirelli Dunlops. But, you know, people are scared of change. That's another yeah. big thing in our, in our sport that people really should – focusing on people are scared of change so you know i run the missions on the r6 and i ran them on the uh what is it called on my uh, uh 450 call and uh, asked them about this winter because, you know, I want to see if I can get some time working with them. The street's kind of slow right now. I don't know how much work I'll have to do. Okay. Kind of sucks because I really don't want to get a brand new job. Like, don't want to do that just for a winter. So right. uh, it was uh, probably 9 o'clock at night he texted me that. And um, I decided to put a, a post out on Facebook saying, not saying I'm, I will, but if anyone is interested in me having coming down to Florida for a month and me coaching people, reach out. 
And if I get enough interest, I'll come out and do it. So Chris reached out to me and brought me this amazing opportunity to help put my name and put Pro Tampa and kind of evolve it to, you know, it's Pro Tampa is very, it's for basic new riders coming off the street or advanced riders, you know. Chris has a whole bunch of knowledge, but a lot of his clientele is um, more basic newer riders. So they come, rent a bike, rent uh, the Groms, do whatever, and we go out and coach them. And um, we do a lot of uh, fundamentals. A lot of schools do a whole bunch of theory, which is great if you understand it. And um, But we do a lot of fundamentals. We kind of focus on that and then just keep building on that. So he reached out to me. I had, uh, I worked with a kid named Cole. Um, Cole was, I worked with him for the last two days on, what was it, Thursday and Friday before Major P because he was racing that. So Cole was awesome. He, uh, we got some, a whole bunch of, uh, a lot of things with the main GP kids is like, you know, if they have a really good base and foundation, we don't need to do too many changes. They're minor changes. It's just more trying to, I kind of get them more race prep, uh, kind of get them more in the mode to race, kind of do some race craft stuff, do some consistency work. And, you know, I started figuring, finding out that, you know, uh, his dad, Nick, you know, they didn't really ever do any suspension changes uh, on the Ovali, which he's been, you know, getting used to trying to figure out. And pretty much I became a part-time mechanic, part-time uh, coach that day. Uh, nice. All on Friday, I was just tuning his bike for him. I was doing suspension changes. And this is why it's so important for a rider to understand suspension for mo moments like this. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, a lot of riders, if they know suspension, some of them won't even help people when they need help, you know? They just tell people to go somewhere else and go find someone to help them. You yeah. know, it's if I've I've always been taught, you know, the help the helping thing. You know, we have knowledge that we just hand out for free, and you know, it doesn't matter. It's not a bad thing. It's helping helping someone, and if they beat you, that means they're just they did something better than you. It's better okay. to be equal and not have someone have come up with excuses. Yeah. Because excuses are, excuses run the sport, no one cares about you backing yourself up. I, I don't care who you are, you know? Oh, well, this happened, this happened, this happened. It doesn't matter. He still didn't win. He didn't do yeah. that. You know, if your front wheel fell off, that's a little different. That's not an excuse. That's just a problem. Right. There's, there's a difference between there's a problem and there's an excuse. Excuses are... You know, oh well, you know, my right my right side of my underwear was riding up on my leg and you know I couldn't focus and you know this stuff happened. Nah so 
it's it's just funny but we worked on um we worked pretty much on a lot of things uh with cole and i have another um day coaching with nick um he is up from loudon and wait is it nick or oh i'm, I'm blanking actually is it nick no i'm not sure maybe i'm not sure i forget his name sometimes. but we're working together and um um and he's gonna come down he's gonna ride we're gonna do some coaching i'm also doing the winter throwdown next week uh that will be streamed on the moto america app i'll be doing oh my nice first ever flat track race nice yeah so i gotta figure it out on wednesday i'm <laughs> going to a private practice day on wednesday and uh, I'm bringing my friend Ben Glotty with me so he can teach me. And, uh, you know, I've done enough dirt bikes and woods racing and road racing where I feel like I'll, I'll be able to kind of piece it together. So, you know, I want to, I'll be racing the 450 AM class and the uh, open AM class. So, yeah, try going out there, have some fun, learn something different. And, yeah, I'm excited for it. It's going to be some cool, some cool experiences. But, uh, yeah, none of this would have happened without Kevin Grimmel. Kevin Grimmel is, uh, my dad met him racing Arma a few years ago, and I met him this year while I was doing the Pittsburgh two-hour endurance, and, you know, I started talking to him, and he has let me stay at his house, giving me a place to stay, giving me a garage to put my bikes, giving me food on a plate, giving me everything I could ever ask for, and just doesn't, for free, doesn't matter. He's like, dude, you're, you're down here. Do your job. We'll take care of the rest. And, you know, I could, awesome. can't thank him and his wife Denise enough for that. You know, it's, it makes it not, you know, I was a little bit not worried about homesick, but, you know, I haven't really been, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm away from home every week, but I also right. go back home after the weekend. All right. Um, but I've never been away for this long. So, and it's also not like it's short drive. It's 22 hours away from home. Yeah. So, you know, these guys have made it like family and it's, it's, I can't thank them enough. So it's been an awesome time down here. I, I can't, I've been riding really good. I've been riding my 400 on the car tracks. I'm feeling really good on the bike. I'm feeling in really good shape right now. Um, just enjoying it, living, living life. It's uh, a lot of people are scared to live life about the what ifs. And uh, facts. this was a big what if. This was a very big what if. And I took the risk and was lucky, lucky enough to have it all come together and work out. So uh, on these sessions, on, on these coaching sessions, Eli, how long uh, is it a half a day, a full day? It's how usually... It depends on what the um, track time is. Let me get in. There we go. Um, it's about, you know, sometimes like when I do Chris Glandon stuff, it is, um, it's four hours because on Sundays at Bushnell, it's only a four hour track time. So that's how that is. But on Friday I did, shit. Uh, um, nine hours. Nice. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a whole bunch of, and I don't charge charge by the hour. I just charge a day rate. You know, I'm very, I'm 
I've been told by a lot of people I'm very cheap. And it's more for the fact where I know who I am. I know I don't have a name like a lot of other people. So it's, you know, it doesn't matter. No matter who you are as a rider, doesn't mean you can not be a good coach. Some of the best coaches are some of the slowest riders. You know, hi, Kevin. Oh, my God, what a present. <laughs> Sorry, I just got the uh, good pull the middle finger out of the pocket gift. Okay. <laughs> That's, That's good stuff. Um, yeah, so it's been um, – sorry, I was talking about the coaching. Yes, uh, I'm very cheap. I don't charge much for all that. Um, I've been coaching for seven years now, on and off with uh, – you know, I used to be a track and field coach. I used to – I coached for the Penguin Road Race School. I coached for Evolve GT. I coach for main GP. I coach for a whole bunch of people and um, I love helping. It's just nice to see progression. It is. It is. So is this something you're going to do in the future is, is continue with Tampa pro rider once a year or is this like a one-time uh, deal? Sure. Or? I think, uh, I think, I think I'm going to be going to be coming down to Florida for a month every year now. Nice. Nice. Until, until I have to either have a job or do something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I want to try to make it down there and uh, play around with you guys. Of course, you know, I'll, I'll be lapped or whatever, but I want to come down there and, uh, yeah, ride with all you guys. It'll be it, – it, it'll definitely be a, a lot of fun for sure. Man, dude, Eli, 2024 is going to be proper mega, right? The tam- pro Tampa rider, dude, coaching uh, kids, you know, uh, is, is – what's after racing? Eli, like, is this something you, you would love to be able to do a full-time job is actually coach full-time after racing? I'd love to do anything. You know, I'm going to school to become a gym teacher, coach, athletic okay. director. That's what I'm going to school for in general. But I would like, you know, obviously it's rare to have a job be a professional motorcycle racer. Don't get me wrong. I know All it's, right. I know it's very rare. I've been, I've been told that since I was six years old, that I'll never, it, it don't get your hopes up. So yeah. I've always been taught that it doesn't mean you can't make it happen though. You know, yeah, facts. I, I made, you know, last year I was very lucky to make a lot, you know, a lot of money. I, I made a very healthy salary last year racing and don't get me wrong. I had to, it was a rebuild year last year. It, it was a very, I had to buy three different bikes. I had to buy a whole bunch of different stuff because it was just, a, I changed plans and came back to it. So don't get me wrong. I didn't make any money personally, but I, I had an $80,000. I was $80,000 in debt before the season. And I chunked off more than a lot more than half of it last year due to racing. Nice. So it's a blessing to be able to go out and make money like that, but it also puts in a whole bunch of work, but you know, maybe I could, make something out of it one day you never know um we'll see how this year goes and maybe it'll domino into something else for the years after but i'm not going to get my hopes up i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing stay in my lane and not let my head get out of the way that's right dude that's great dude i love it dude eli i love it brother man so uh how much longer are you gonna be down in florida coaching i am heading down i'm heading back next next not not tomorrow, Monday, but the Monday after. Okay. So if anybody's my month, month. 
Okay, so if anybody's watching, like, do, do you already have a full schedule for for coaching already lined up for the for the re- remaining of the time or for? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm I'm booked out, and you know I'm trying to I'm 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 doing a mix where I'm trying to have some fun, trying to do some stuff for me. I'm trying to do coaching. I'm trying to do some stuff for me. I'm doing my own training, um, and you know I'm gonna go out and play golf with B Posh on a nice Tuesday. We're gonna go out and have some fun. You know, it's just. I try mixing stuff around. I try doing, yeah. keeping it new, keep it refreshing because I just keep doing the same thing and you get stuck in a rut. Yeah, that's that's a fact, dude. It, it is. You know, golf, man, what a mental game r- racing is too. So yeah. I play golf. I do like to play. I suck ass, right? I ain't going to lie. Uh, but, dude, I, I do like playing. I'm actually really good at Tiger Woods golf on the PlayStation. Um, <laughs> but in, in, in real life, uh, man, it's some, yeah, that's something we'll have to do, Eli. We'll have to, uh, have to plan a vacation, man, a, a good weekend when no racing, nothing else is going on, and fly out and stay with you guys. And yeah, we can go hit up the golf course and yeah, tee it off. Sure. Yeah, have, have a lot of fun. But man, so uh, is there any way, uh, are you going to be doing like coaching in, in your home state at all? So if somebody, let's say, reached out to you and said, hey, Eli, you know, I'm going to this track, um, you um i'll try I mean, you know to be honest i'll do any coaching anywhere you know it's like i'll i could do coaching at ovrp in new york and cuddybackville and um i could do new jersey i can do whatever you know it depends on how my schedule is but obviously I, I, people want to reach out reach out you know i'm always down to coach i'm always down to help it just has to during the race season it's a little busy but doesn't mean i can't do it yeah yeah so uh Man, that's awesome, dude. Look, we're, we're almost an hour into this already. It's, uh, again, w- what an honor it is to have you on. Um, let's talk a, a little bit a, a, away from the racing. Um, uh, what, uh, your favorite food, Eli? Oh, oh man, red curry chicken. Oh, dude, Thai food, the bomb, right? I love it. Awesome. I, I love Thai awesome. food, love the spice, absolutely, man. Uh, celebrity Great. crush. Um, I'm back. I'm back. Hold up. Sorry. You know what no, I'm you're good. Camera. I'm back. Celebrity yeah. crush. Oh man, that's a rough one. That's a, rough one. a lot of them. There's a lot of them. <laughs> right. Um, let's think. Let's think. Oh man. God, there's a lot of them. Jeez. I know. There's a lot of Instagram. There's a lot of Instagram models out there. <laughs> That's a fact, dude. That is a fact. Every time I see one, I'm like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's Discover good. Discover page good. makes me way too, way too amped up. Um, right? Yeah. Like, let's let's do, like, celebrity crush. Are we going to, like, find it down so it's a little easier? Or, like, do it just any celebrity? Just off the top of your head. Layla Star. There you go. Layla Stark. She's yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Good stuff, man. Good favorite book. Are you reading any books right now? Absolutely not. I've read it like a fourth grade degree level. I listen to audio books. It's not that I I suck at reading. It's just I don't like to read. But I do like the Valentino Rossi book. I always read that as a kid. The Valentino Rossi book was awesome. Yeah, I actually have his autobiography signed by him and Marco Simoncelli. Um, yeah, yeah, 
proper, right? Uh, I I had a guy because uh, Valentino signed it first, and then I had Simicelli and a guy uh, offer me three grand on the spot for it, and I said no. Um, really? Yeah, straight up. He's like, I give you three thousand dollars for that right now. I was like, nope. Stuck it right in my backpack and walked off. See ya. Um, yeah, dude. So, uh, dude, Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. Uh, well, I've never watched either. Okay. 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 Um, I, Mar- I mean, I guess like I could just say I, I've I've watched one Star Wars movie, so I guess we'll say Star Wars. All right. All right. Are, are you a Marvel or DC guy? Haven't really watched any. Okay. Okay. Not a TV guy then. All right. No, nah, I'm I'm I tried not I, you know I, I watch YouTube a lot. I'm big into YouTube. Yeah, me too. I watch YouTube way too much. But <laughs> all um, right. So what's on really YouTube then? Good good golf. Yeah. Good golf. Good good golf. Bob does sports. Guys are the best. Yeah. So sick. I love I, uh, that stuff. I watch uh, the hot ones on 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 yep. YouTube. I like that. Oh, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Anything, yep. any anything, race dude, Isle Man, TT, the Macau, you name it yeah. on YouTube. I'm actually, matter of fact, I was watching this. Um, but before we went live, I was actually watching this. This one guy posted this video of Anthony Gobert, he's always one of my favorites, it's like a two hour long uh whole thing on, on Anthony, the go show Gobert, right? Um, yeah, yeah, dude, uh, he was awesome, he was awesome, actually. And then I had uh Andy Ibbett on. Um, which uh, was, dude, what an honor to have him on the podcast. I'm looking forward to having him back. He actually sent me his new book, um, The Performance Writing. Oh, Tennis really? Moto GP. Yeah, he sent me this and then, of course, signed it for me, right? That's right. what an honor, man. Yeah, I haven't started it yet. I'm really looking forward in, in, into getting into the book for sure. Um, yeah, man. So listen, Eli, I don't want to keep you too much longer because uh, obviously you're at your final destination right now. Um Kind but of, what I'm in the golf course near. Oh, okay. But I need you to stay on with me when we end the video because me and you gotta sure. go ahead and, and um we'll I'll talk stick around. About it. Yeah, yeah. If there's questions or anything, I, I'm still here. I got you. okay. All right, all right, all right. So we'll we'll just can continue then. So uh do you like to cook yourself? Because I'm a cooker. I love I love to cook. So are you a cooker? If I have time, yeah, I'll cook yeah. sometimes. Not really, I'll go to Chick-fil-A instead. Chick-fil-A four or five times a week. Bro, listen, my son, that is his favorite freaking place. I'm so tired of Chick-fil-A, dude. It's like yeah, you can't because but but Eli, I, I I've eaten everything on the menu, man. I get the grilled chicken nuggets, the regular chicken nuggets, the spicy chicken sandwich, the deluxe, that dude, that new uh pimento cheese one they had to come out with was good. Sandwich or regular chicken sandwich for me. Don. That's it. Then you get That's- the fr- Get large fry, large drink, dialed. You're absolutely dialed in. I don't drink soda, so I get their lemonade. That works too. I'm, I'm yeah. a big, I'm a big soda and Red Bull guy. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't, man. It's, well, I got bad ADHD, man. So growing up, my parents didn't. Instead of me being on medicine, they uh, they cut out pretty much all the sugars that they could. Don't get me wrong, I still got ice cream and Dr Pepper every once in a while, but yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, I don't. You won't never find me with a Dr. Pepper in my hand unless I'm carrying it for my son or my wife. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's so does such a, a diuretic, even tea for me, man. Like as soon as I drink it, I immediately got to go to the bathroom. It's just, really? yeah. Cause I don't never drink it, man. So it's like foreign to my body. As soon as I drink it, it's like, yeah. I gotta go. So 
yeah, man, it's good stuff, man. Good stuff, dude. I can't wait to meet up again and and hang out in Jersey. And I mean, I'm gonna really try to make Daytona. Yeah, um, God. For sure. Oh, favorite music. What's on the playlist? Dude, that's a hard question because there's so much. I know. As the question asked before, do I ever not drive, dude? I drive way too much. So my like like song playlist is like three thousand songs. Like I got EDM, rap, country, pop, hip hop. Got whole a whole bunch of stuff. You know, it's just I got rock. I got old school rap. I got old school rock. I got old school pop songs. It's everything's flowing. Yeah. It depends on the day. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm the same way. Uh, I get asked that too. I'm like, dude, I listen to everything. It, it it just depends on the mood and the day that I'm in, right? It could be yeah. Young Dolph. It could be CCR. It could be, I mean, it, it just a Michael Jackson. It just depends, man. It really, it really does. I could be listening to Severe Punishment by freaking Wu-Tang and then have some country hot up on right after and some jam out to the same way. Yeah, it's straight rocking. I, I uh, this guy I used to work with would be like, how the fuck do you do that? I was like, what? He's like, bro, you be jamming rap. And the next thing you know, it goes in the country and you just over there, just jamming to it the same way. Don't even skip a beat. I'm like, yeah, man, it's yeah. You just got to be into it. That's being in the zone and, and the vibes of the music, right? And the mood yeah. you're in. It's, it's man, it's good stuff, bro. Absolutely good stuff. But yeah, buddy, I, I'm, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I'm, I'm going to go and, uh, go pick up my son from his buddy's house that, that he stayed the night, but yeah, just bear with me for, for a minute when we end the video, but Eli, listen, what an honor it is to have you back on here. Thank um, you having me on, man. Yeah. Listen, looking forward to, to you co-hosting with me some too, as well. Um, tell everybody where they can find you at, how they can get in touch with you for the coaches and all that good stuff. Instagram, Eli block underscore. Um, Facebook is Eli Colby. It's confusing. Um, it's my middle name. They didn't accept block as a last name on Facebook. Don't know why. Yeah, it's... Um, it's really about it. You know, it's, I, I try posting on YouTube every once in a while. I don't, I'm yeah. not gonna... And then, uh, yeah, it's really about it. You know, I mean, if you really want to, you can look at my TikTok and see the key feature videos if you want, which are if awesome. You, you want to lose your brain cells. You can watch the videos. <laughs> Watch, watch my Boston Northeast accent come out. It's awesome. I love it. And yeah, it's about it, really. So my TikTok, uh, my Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, it's really all you can find me. And yeah, reach out to me on uh, anything. Send me a message or DM. And yeah, just if you guys are ever interested in coaching, anything if you have questions i i have time to answer i am willing to and wanting to to answer people i love helping absolutely and you know what we need to do we need to get you a a, a club number nine or whatever number it is uh to where you can sell like a certain amount like you know a hundred slots at you know whatever 50 bucks a slot get your name on the race bike or a t-shirt or a hat or something right that would be cool, man. Maybe that's that's something you can uh yeah, we'll chat. But anyway, listen, I appreciate everybody that watched the podcast and that's gonna watch it. You guys already know the deal to be out on Spotify, I'll heart and all that good stuff tomorrow. Thanks, Paul and Franklin. 
uh, Jake Marsh, Michael, dude, everybody, Cook. I appreciate you guys. I really do. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. Big things coming up for Eli. Can't wait. Can't wait. But anyway, until next time, you guys know who I are, as my man Cool Jules always says, right, Chris, the whole effing show, <laughs> Simcoe, and my man Eli Block. Until next time, you guys have a wonderful day. See you guys. Peace.